This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back. Well, now Willingham here with you live and local on 106.7 The Fan and the DMV. We're also streaming live nationally on the Odyssey app, taking you up. The Nats on deck at 105. Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler get you warmed up for the series finale of Nats and Brewers. Before we went to the break, I told you about my main character syndrome yesterday. I thought Jack Del Rio blocked me on Twitter. Comes to find out. He deactivated his account. But joining me right now on the BetQL guest hotline, Bet Smarter, Beat the Books. Download the BetQL app today. Former Washington Commanders tight end Logan Paulson giving me some time today. Appreciate you, big fellow. Hey, man, no problem. Thanks for having me on. And Logan, I, I, I know I don't want to put you in a difficult position here because I know you work very closely with the team. But from a perspective of a former player, who's been in the locker room and played organized sports for most of your life. When you first heard the comments that Jack Del Rio made on Wednesday, what was your initial reaction, and how would you react as a player in the locker room? You know, my personal experience as a player, I probably wouldn't have given it two thoughts. And that's not because I agree or disagree with what he was saying, just because I was so concerned about making the football team. And, and like my focus when I was playing was, you can ask my wife, you can ask my family, was on playing football. I know there's other guys who have a little bit more wiggle room in terms of kind of their diversified interests while they're playing. And I'm sure some people were, you know, they've heard it, they were put off by it, or they supported it either way. I will say, though, the thing about a locker room, though, is that you get many different people from many different places. It's, it's a really cool environment. And, um, you know, these, these kind of political conversations, they do come up quite regularly. And I think one of the things that I really enjoy and I really miss about the NFL locker room is the fact that these conversations can be had in kind of an open open way which is really cool and i think that um hopefully that the team is having conversations about this topic now and kind of addressing how people feel and uh, no one's getting too too sour or too uptight about it and there's an open dialogue and everybody's kind of expressing their feelings and um you know helping each other move past any kind of uh you know issue that they had with uh, jack's comments well, now that we got that out of the way, big fella, let me ask you about some football because that's really why I brought you on here. One of the best guys in the business for X's and O's, always dropping nuggets. I know it probably gets annoyed with me. I'm always texting him random hours of the night asking him for nuggets. But Logan, you've been out at these uh, voluntary OTAs pretty much every practice for the most part. If you can give me a stock report as OTAs wrapped up this past week and we're getting ready to head in to the volunteer, I mean, to the mandatory portion, excuse me. Uh, of the off season, give me a stock report, stock up, stock down for a few guys uh, from this past. Yeah, I mean, um, I, you got some guys you'd like me to talk about specifically. Let me know, but like you know, the guys that stock up, in my opinion, are are guys like Jahan Dotson. You know, he's just looked so polished. I know you expect a certain amount of polish from you know the 16th pick overall in the draft, 
but he's a guy who's just kind of exceeded expectations. And, you know, my evaluation on him coming out was very, very high, and I was very, very confident in my evaluation, but he's even kind of exceeded that. Um, he's just done a great job understanding, you know, coverages, understanding route adjustments, understanding how to use his stem to create separation. I mean, he is he's just looked at. He's looked the part. He's kind of fit the mold of, like, the most pro-ready wide receiver in last year's draft, and I think that, that is, uh, that's been really exciting to see. Obviously, they're still in. Uh, you know, they don't have pads on or anything like that, so there's still more evaluation to be done. But where he's at is pretty cool. I, you know, to be just kind of make a large encompassing statement, I think all the rookies have looked really good. Another guy that's looked really good is, uh, is Robinson. He's just his vision, his um, his physicality. Like, he has, I know they don't have pads on, but he's a big man. He's got great feet. His vision, his ability to set up blocks has been, you know, very, very special. And I think it's a very transferable trait, you know, regardless of what they're doing with regards to, um, you know, pads no pads and then um you know a guy that i was also been impressed with is carson wentz i think he's just done a great job in terms of uh you know digesting the offense understanding what they want to do and then obviously the physical tools of the arm strength are outstanding cam curls looked great you know just i think he's kind of poised uh for a great year um and that's really exciting um you know those are kind of my top performers but you know even linebackers like Jamin. Cole, they look much better, and I think that that's in large part due to guys like Kadarian Mathis and John Allen playing at a really high level, even in this OTA period. Joining me right now on the BetQL guest hotline, Bet Smarter, Beat the Books. Download the BetQL app today. His former Washington Commanders tight end, Logan Paulson, works with the team on the media side and has been out at practice. And, Logan, at the end of that answer, you mentioned this linebacking core. A lot made of uh, Ron and company not bringing in more depth uh, at that position. From what you've seen from an X's and O's standpoint, a lot has been made about having guys behind Jamin and Cole. From what you're seeing from an X's and O's standpoint, are they going out and rolling with this three safety look to where we might not see three linebackers on the field necessarily a whole lot? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the vibe I'm getting. Obviously, there's there's a lot of time you know, for them to kind of make a move if they want to. I think the problem with the, uh, with the NFL today is that it's so hard to find good linebackers. It's hard to find guys who can consistently do it. You know, I was looking at kind of some of the big-name free agents and all those guys by PFS. You know, they grade in like the 55% range. And just to give you some context, like Cole Holcomb is grading as a 59, just to give you some like some perspective. So it's hard to find guys that can cover, that can run, that can fit blocks, that can digest intellectual, like the intellectual demand of the position. So I'm not sure if they're rushing out to try and find people, especially when you've got a guy like Cam Curl within your defense who can play near the box, who can play near the line of scrimmage and be so effective. And, you know, quite frankly, everyone in this division is moving away from multiple tight end sets. I mean, obviously, Philly is the outline of that. You know, but when you go in and you kind of get that Buffalo coaching staff up in New York, you know, they, they bring one tight end into a game. They don't carry a fullback on the roster. Like, you're going to see a lot of 11 personnel. That's three wide receivers and one tight end. You're going to play a lot of nickel to that formation and those looks. And then the same thing with Dallas. You know, they go, they, they like to run the football, but they, you know, they're in a lot of 11 personnel as well. So I'm not sure the need for that third linebacker spot. Obviously, they have guys on the roster. Khalid Hudson, uh, Mayo has done a nice job in kind of, you know, the, their five down look coming in, short yards looks coming in of being, you know, kind of the guy you need him to be in those situations. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they went out and signed somebody, but I'm just saying, I think. From a talent standpoint, from a physicality standpoint, you feel pretty good about the upside of Jamin and Cole. And they, they are not in, in even two linebacker looks that often. You know, they run their Cinco wow. package quite a bit, and they run that a lot during OTAs. And so it's just it's Cole out there, 
five defensive linemen, and then um, you know whoever the Buffalo nickel is in that look. You know whether it's uh, Curl, whether it's Benjamin St. Juice. So obviously, you know they they in this scheme they don't really need that those linebackers quite as uh, they don't need them as much as other defenses. I don't think. Only only here with Logan Paulson do you get X's and O's breakdowns like this. So they're only running with one linebacker. Another interesting nugget uh, that you're giving me here by joining me. And Logan, one area of concern that I've had with this football team that I feel like not a lot of people are talking about is the edge rusher situation here in Washington. Mm-hmm. A lot of unproven guys behind Chase Young and Montez Sweat who are by all accounts unproven themselves. Uh, obviously, Chase Young coming off of that major knee surgery he had a season ago, and, and before he had the the surgery that knocked him out for the remainder of the season, he was struggling himself to find his way in year two. What have you seen from the depth at the defensive end spot behind Chase Young and Montez Sweat, talking about guys like William Bradley King, Shaka Tony, James Smith-Williams, Casey Toolhill, et cetera? Because last year when we saw these two guys go out, this pass rush, Got a little bit better, but obviously on paper, these are unproven guys. Yeah, I mean, so Montez has only practiced, I think, three or four days. You know, he had some personal issues week one, and then I think he had some physical, like a, like a hamstring tweak. I don't know, they didn't disclose, but something soft tissue related uh, this last week. And he's looked very, very good. He's looked very dominant. I think he's kind of poised for a big year, in my opinion. He just seems to be playing more confident. Um, and I think that's that's good. I think when his growth, like he's 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 such a good football player. He's got such kind of tremendous physical tools. I think that's something you feel really good about, just his growth. But in terms of the depth, like your question asked, I think when you look at guys like uh, Casey Tuhill, um, uh, James Smith Williams, the other guy, both those guys have grown. They're, they're much better football players. James Smith Williams, you see that first and second down strength. You see his ability to kind of be problematic from a leverage and power standpoint for offensive linemen. He does give you some positional flexibility. You can bump in and play five technique in their single look. And he has shown some life as a pass rusher. I don't think he's twitched up enough to ever be an elite pass rusher, but he's a guy that you feel very, very solid about. He's a smart dude, plays physical football, and he's been in the system for two years now. So I think you feel comfortable about him. And he played a lot of football last year, and he did a good job. The other guy on the other side is kind of the rotational piece is Casey Tuhill. And I will say just from watching him, he looks like he's had a very nice offseason so far. He's twitched up. He's very, very explosive. This is going to sound crazy, but he might be the most just pure explosive athlete of the group. Now, he doesn't have the longest arms, not the biggest guy, but very, very twitchy. And he's kind of, that's starting to come together for him. He's starting to create some pressures off the speed rush. He's starting to play a little bit more instinctive. You see him running down quarterbacks on the zone, reading the option stuff. So it's not like they don't have depth. They just don't have big names. Those guys played a lot of football last year. And I think the cool thing about those two young guys, Casey Tuhill and James Smith Williams, is that they've grown a lot from last year. They look like more seasoned pros. So, you know, ideally you want Chase and Montez in there every single down. But I think if you're Jack Del Rio, you're Ron, you feel good about both of those guys and the position they put you in. And obviously you mentioned uh, – uh, William Bradley King, and I think he's had a couple nice days. It's really hard to get a clean evaluation on him because he is running against the threes usually, and he's right. he's looked productive. He's looked strong in his opportunities with the ones. He's flashed a little bit. So again, like there's some growth there. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but they did sign a defensive end from Buffalo who played in Carolina with Ron, who's uh, playing F. a little bit. F. A. Obata, thank you. Who plays a little inside? He's played a little outside. He is a big kind of athletic-looking freak. I think he struggled a little bit during the OTA period at end, but in terms of bringing someone in for like your Cinco package who could play five, who could play three, 
who can play in in a pinch. I think you feel pretty good about that depth piece there. So they do have some pieces there. I think you feel good about the growth of those two backup players, those rotational guys. And I think both of them, as they play more, this is uh, James Smith-Williams and Casey too, as they play more, they're just going to get more confident, more experienced, and you're going to get better football players. So I know it's not an ideal situation because you want, you know, like the like the most physical freaky dude on your team to be playing in terms of uh, Chase Young. But I think you feel pretty solid about those two backup rotational pieces at this point of the year. Look, it's nothing I like to hear more than in the second week of June, you talking about second and third defensive ends who are going to be able to contribute <laughs> on this football team. You know I get siced up for every part about it, brother, man. But look, I'll, I'll, take it, I'll take it to the other side of the trenches. I know we got to let you go here. On the offensive line, a lot made of them letting Brandon Sheriff and Eric Flowers walk and end up cutting Eric Flowers but they've signed two new guys, talking about Trey Turner uh, and Andrew Norwell. Turner coming from Pittsburgh, Norwell coming from uh, Jacksonville, but formerly played uh, in Carolina with Ron in this, in this staff. And I'll also throw in the young man, Chris Paul. What have you seen so far in that competition right now at the, at the two interior guard spots? Wes Schweitzer, also a guy coming back, who I know is going to want to throw his hat in that ring as well. Yeah, I think the thing about Wes Schweitzer, and I'm just going to talk about him first, he's, the last. he's playing center right now. He's done a great job kind of ah, yeah. being the stopgap for Chase Roulier. And he is, he's been Mr. Consistent, Mr. Eddie, very physical guy. He's you know 330 pounds, but he moves like a much smaller man. I like him a lot. I think as a run blocker, he's probably one of the best on the team. But again, the area of his game that kind of needs the most work is in pass protection. So you put him at center, you get this very physical football player there. And the guy who's a good athlete in the run game and you don't have to worry about his pass protection as much. He's had an outstanding uh, OTA period so far. And then you mentioned Norwell, and you mentioned um, the other – what's the other guard Turner, name? Trey I'm Turner. sorry, you just said it. Trey Turner. Yeah, Trey Turner. So, Trey Turner, um, I didn't know that much about him, but he's coming. You see his athleticism. You see his kind of experience. Same thing with Norwell. Norwell is a huge man, and he moves. He's a little slow-footed, a little deliberate with his footwork, but when he gets his hands on you, you see his strength. You see his ability to kind of move people off the ball. And I think the thing about uh, Norwell and Turner together is they're very familiar with this game, and they're very experienced football players. And you see that. You know, they have kind of an unusual Mike Point system here with this uh, with this run game, and they really understand how to best execute that and put themselves in the best situations to be successful. And runs that last year maybe uh, wouldn't have been successful because guys didn't understand the nuance of the scheme. Even in the OTA period, you see them executing those at a much higher level. So, you know, maybe you lose a little bit because, you know, when you watch Brandon Sheriff, like I did an evaluation when he left, I did uh, Eric Flowers when he left, both those guys were very, very good football players. I think Sheriff is maybe the second best guard in the league when he's healthy. And obviously Eric Flowers is a solid starter. But um, I think... I think getting these two guys in it who may not be the same physical freaks as those guys, but guys who have a high understanding of what they want to do offensively from a run game standpoint, I think that has a lot of value. And, you know, obviously, you know, they each have a tough day. You know, they got to block John Allen, who's done a very nice job, especially the last three days of creating pressure internally. And you see why he's one of the best defensive linemen in the NFL. But I'd say the consistency of that group's been really, really nice to see. And, you know, I got to talk to John briefly about them and he said man it's been really nice to work with them as veterans because you know they're, they're making me better every single day so when john says that i tend to kind of listen to that kind of stuff but i think they've done a great job so far and you know maybe it's not you know you don't have the biggest names in, in on the interior offensive line anymore but i think as long as that group galvanizes and come together in a nice way i think you're going to be in a pretty good spot yeah logan you know once september comes the names on the back of the jerseys become much more important i appreciate you giving me some time big fella Voluntary work starts next week for the team. Look forward to talking to you soon. Yeah, man. Appreciate you. Thanks, man.
That was Logan Paulson joining us on the BetQL guest hotline. Bet smarter, beat the books. Download the BetQL app. And I meant to zing Logan uh, before he got off. Andrew Norwell and him kind of have some similarities in their facial features. And I, and I thought Logan would be kind of hesitant to give him praise because I've seen Norwell's lettuce and he's probably got the best hair that we've seen in Washington you know, from, from, from an offensive line tight end standpoint since Logan donned the, the, the locks in 2012. So Logan definitely uh, going to continue to give us good analysis. If you listen to me, you know I have Logan Paulson on a lot. One of the best in the business when it comes to X's and O's specifically regarding this Washington Commanders football team. When we come back, we'll switch gears a little bit here. I talked to JR about the New York Rangers and their collapse to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Crazy thing going on in the NHL right now. The Tampa Bay Lightning advancing to their third straight Stanley Cup final. And it got me thinking, which D.C. sports team is the closest franchise to winning a title? I'll get back to you on that the other side of this break. Listen in 106.7 The Fan. We're also streaming live nationally on the Odyssey app. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. What a bang. Shout out Donald Hank. Getting us back to break. In stock. Welcome back. Lanell Willingham here with you on 106.7 The Fan. Here with you for about another half hour before I hand things over to the 
big homies, Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler. They'll get you set for Nats baseball with Nats on deck. Starting at 105, first pitch set for 135. Nats Park, Nats and Brewers wrapping up their three-game series. Nats getting ready to start a homestand here. They got the Brewers here coming in. They just wrapped up a three-game, well, they'll wrap up that three-game series uh, with them. And they've got the Atlanta Braves coming to town. And the Braves obviously struggling, to say the least. So hopefully the Nats have an opportunity to pick up some Ws here over the next couple of days. The Philadelphia Phillies coming in for a five-game series as well. That'll start uh, on Thursday. So Washington getting some division bump here. Hopefully can help improve their standings in that NL East as the New York Mets have just absolutely run away with this thing uh, throughout the first quarter half of this season before we went to break I was talking about the Tampa Bay Lightning and just how impressed I am and I'm not the biggest hockey guy I'll I'll be straightforward about that but I am a fan of excellence when it comes to sports because it's always interesting to me to see a team have sustained success and being Washington sports fan, I haven't been lucky enough to see a lot of that. See, being that I'm only 24 uh, years old, I haven't seen a lot of sustained success from any of our local teams here in town. But the Tampa Bay Lightning getting ready to play in their third straight Stanley Cup final. And it made me pose the question. You guys can tap in with me on the MGM National Harbor Listener Lines, 1-800-636-1067. You can also get at me on Twitter at N-E-L-L underscore B-T-P. Tampa Bay Lightning advancing to the third straight Stanley Cup final. Which D.C. sports franchise do you think is closest to winning a title? And it was interesting it was interesting to me when I, when I thought of that question because we just had two championships here in the past five seasons. We had, in 2018, the Washington Capitals bring home their first Stanley Cup title in franchise history. And we saw just how crazy this town went and how nutty it was here. I was in college at the time in West Virginia, so I wasn't here for the parade and didn't get to see the just the, the celebration and, and, and praise of this ball club for what they did in 2018, but it was special, man. I definitely got to watch all the games and enjoyed it, and they are a team that has made the playoffs just year in and year out and year in and year out and have really built what Ron Rivera and company are trying to build in Washington, talking about that sustained winning culture. And it really starts, in my opinion, with the great eight talking about Alex Ovechkin and just being blessed enough to have one of the best players in the history uh, of the sport here in your town. It's, it's amazing. And Washington nationals, the latest team in our DC sports area to win a title. We were so unfortunate about the Nats and their title. Normally when you win a Super Bowl, Stanley Cup playoff championship, 
or whatever. And normally you're able to capitalize on that the year after financially with, you know, the increase in revenue, your, your, your ticket sales normally go up. Merchandise is bought at a more rapid rate. And unfortunately for the Nats, because of the pandemic, they didn't get an opportunity to capitalize on that 2019 championship. But it doesn't take away how special it was. And there were some great moments in that playoff run in 19. It was just a special month of October uh, for the Washington Nationals. And to see where they're at right now and see where they've been since that 2019 season, it's been um, it's been tough. It's been tough to watch, and you kind of empathize with them because it just wasn't normal circumstances. Nobody in the world was dealing with normal circumstances. But it doesn't take away from the greatness of 2019 and what the Washington Nationals uh, were able to accomplish. But I, I raised the question, which D.C. sports franchise is the closest to winning another title? And the easy answer for somebody who doesn't know anything and is just looking at the last time teams have won titles in this area, you'd say the Nats. But obviously right now the Nats are in a state of transition, uh, to say the least. Been an extremely rough start to this season for them. 23-38. and 38. Dead last in the NL East. And it's uh it's been interesting. It's been interesting to see just the change of what this franchise looks like compared to how they looked in 2019 when they went on that run. Not having moving pieces like Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. Key pillars of this organization and who were instrumental in that World Series run. You're just now seeing Steven Strasburg for the first time since the World Series. You know? Juan Soto, really the last big remaining chip from that title team from from, from a position player standpoint. A lot of new faces out there for the Washington Nationals. And in my opinion, though, they're, they're looking to find new ownership. They are almost hitting the reset button on this franchise just three years after winning a title. When have you seen that in the history of sports? Three seasons removed from a world championship, and we're talking about the potential of new ownership here with the Washington Nationals. And that new ownership, as we all know, has been well-documented. They have a big decision on their hands. They got arguably the youngest, best player in baseball in Juan Soto on this roster, and he is going to command a blank check because of how damn good he is. And it also makes me pose the question of who is the best young up-and-coming athlete in D.C. sports? I think it'd have to be Juan Soto. But despite having him, the Nationals, they don't look like they're going to win a World Series anytime soon. And that takes me to the other team in town. The other team owned by Ted Leonsis. Talking about the Washington Wizards. And it pains me because I'm a huge hoop head. The fact that the Washington Wizards have been as mediocre 
as they've been in the 2000s. Hell, even dating back to the 70s. Just mediocre. This is Chocolate City. This is a basketball town. People love their hoops around here. DMV is the Mecca basketball, I call it. Some of the best young high school talent in the area. Continue to tap in with me. MGM National Harbor Listen Lines, 1-800-636-1067. You can get at me on Twitter as well. Which D.C. sports franchise do you think is the closest to winning their next title? Question coming, inspiration from the Tampa Bay Lightning and how good of a culture and organization that they've built here over the past three to four years, getting ready to go to their third straight Stanley Cup playoff final. Which D.C. team do you think is most likely to win a championship next? Let's go to Kevin in Arlington. Kevin, what you got for me, buddy? Hey, buddy. Uh, it's the Capitals. And let me make a, a that's, couple that's a, that's a spi- that's a spicy. That. That's a spicy take, Kevin. You know the Capitals are in a state of disarray and flux yeah. themselves. A lot of roster turnover coming okay. for 2022. Yeah. So, agree. Let's look at a couple decisions, though, that were made by ownership and management that have prevented a second cup. First of all, um, we were lucky to be able to get Barry Trotz because I don't know if you know this, but George McPhee wanted to hire John Cooper, the great teacher Hall of Fame coach for the Bolts, uh, but, but Ted wanted Adam Oates. Thank God we got Trotz, but when Trotz wins a cup finally, we don't keep him. Yeah, it was definitely uh, a controversial you know, so, so that, that was a huge two-year hiccup, in my opinion, with Todd Reardon, and uh, we lost continuity there with coaching staff, whereas, you know, Cooper's been there since the time we hired Adam Oates. Okay, the other thing they have, and the reason they're so good, and again, I'm not taking anything away from them, they have great coaching, and they have a tremendous goalie. And in the National Hockey League, winning championships, the number one important position is goaltender, and they have the best in the world. And the irony was when we drafted um, Sammy, he was being compared to Vasilevsky. He was a first-round pick. He was a top goalie in that draft. But the, the, the more commentary coming out now is, well, he's more Varlamov than Vasilevsky. He's not special. And so if they acquire a special goaltender, like maybe John Gibson by trade from Anaheim, they're the only team in Washington that could possibly win another championship anytime soon. Everybody else is light years away. So that's the reality. Kevin, I appreciate the call, my friend, and continue to tap in with me uh... – on Twitter as well, on the MGM uh, on the MGM National Harbor Listen Lodge, you can do that as well, 1-800-636-1067. You can tap in with me on Twitter as well. And I just had an interesting tweet come in from at Colin Ropella, who makes a great point, and I'm honestly embarrassed that I did not mention this other local team in town who, now that I really think about it, is the closest to winning a championship and who also has won a championship here in the last decade or so, the Washington Mystics. This Washington Mystics group is damn good. They're talented. And they're arguably the most talented group in the area. Currently right now sitting at the fourth best team in the WNBA. They're 9-5. and five. They play good basketball. They're tough. They got a culture there. Coach T's been there for a while. And they got some damn good players. They really do. It's it's a well-put-together roster and team. And the fact that they were able to acquire a star, like they have talking about Atlanta Deladon, being able to 
acquire a star like her, being able to acquire pieces like Natasha Cloud and Ariel Atkins, girls that just go out and flat out get it, play hard on both ends of the floor. And what I love about the Mystics is how active they've been voicing their opinions on social media and in the community about some of the injustices that we face here in our country. So I want to shout out the Washington Mystics before this conversation goes any further about the team that's closest to winning a championship. They're my choice. Let's go to CJ in D.C. on the MGM National Harbor List Line. What's going on, CJ? Hey, man. How you doing? I'm doing good, my man. How are you? Doing all right. Doing all right. Good Sunday. Good Sunday. Hey, listen, uh, I wanted to... I wanted to uh, echo that the Washington Mystics they won a championship in 19 they went to the finals in yep. 18 they didn't win it but uh, they're, the, they're, they're the next champion hey I agree with you I agree with you CJ and I appreciate the call man look I'm embarrassed it took me to read Colin's tweet on Twitter to get my brain to hey, say hey Lino, remember remember the Mystics and I watch Mystics basketball so I'm actually kind of embarrassed that I didn't mention that. We're going to take one more call here before we get to the break. On the other side of the break, we've got Matt Warrick, NBC Sports Washington Nationals insider, coming to preview Nats Brewers and give us the latest on Steven Strasburg. But before we do that, we'll go out to the phones one more time. Let's go to Frankie in Reston. Frankie, who do you think? Which professional D.C. sports team do you think has the best chance to win a championship next? It's the Commanders. I mean, they have some building what? blocks. Carson Wentz. Hold on. Carson hold on. Hold on. Frankie, 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 Frankie. Can I finish Frankie. my point? Yes you, yes, you can finish your point, but wow. I appreciate you coming off the top rope and saying the Washington Commanders because, boy. Well, they have build, They at least have building blocks. That guy who said the Caps to me sounded like a homer. I love the Caps, but it's been almost half a decade since they even won a playoff series. <sighs> They're old. Spicy. They're old. Their fourth line's not great. It's not just the goaltender. They need a lot more. They're just, John Carlson's not a top-pair defenseman anymore. The commanders at least have a starting quarterback. They have a good offensive line. They have a running back. They have a receiver. Their defense isn't great, but they do have building blocks. Hey, I appreciate the call, Frankie. Frankie coming off the top rope, saying the Washington commanders with the best opportunity to win a championship among the D.C. sports franchises. we got to take a break here. We'll take a quick timeout. I'll come back. We'll have Matt Warrick on the other side of this timeout. He'll give us the latest on the week that was for the Washington Nationals. We saw the return of Nats right-hander ace Steven Strasburg. We'll get the latest from Matt Wayrick on his performance and when we can expect to see Strauss out there next. We'll also get a preview of Nats Brewers from Matt Wayrick. Don't don't miss it. Stick here with me on 106.7 The Fan. Leno Willingham here with you for about another 20 minutes or so. Ride with me. Call in MGM National Harbor Listen Lodge and get at me on Twitter as well at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. On the other side of this timeout, Matt Wayrick, NBC Sports Washington, that's inside of joins us with the latest on the Nationals. Don't go anywhere. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back. Liddell Willingham here with you on 106.7 The Fan for one final segment before I hand the ball off to Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler who gets you set for Nats and Brewers' final game of their three-game series with the Nats on deck. Joining me right now on the BetQL guest hotline, Bet Smarter Beat the Books. Download the BetQL app today is NBC Sports Washington Nationals writer and beat reporter Matt Wyrick. You can follow him on Twitter at by Matt Wyrick. What's going on, Matt? Doing well, Anel. Thanks so much for having me on. Matt, we got to be quick here. I wanted to ask you about the week that was for the Washington Nationals. Obviously, I'll start with the return of Steven Strasburg. Four and two-thirds innings, gave up seven runs, struck out five. What was your overall assessment of Steven Strasburg and his first return to action? Yeah, I think the most important thing was just getting him out there, getting him a full start's worth of pitches. You know, got up there in the high 80s. I think they were shooting for around 100, but ultimately with him kind of fading there in the fifth inning uh, and kind of getting chased out of the game, had to pull him. But overall, you know, his, his curveball and his changeup were both looking pretty nasty. A lot of movement on both those pitches. His velocity was a little bit down from what we were expecting, averaging around 90 miles an hour after it was sitting between 93 and 94 during his rehab starts. But that's something that David Martinez expects to go up as he kind of gets settled, gets used to being back in a major league routine again. Uh, so overall, it was just great to see him back out there. And, you know, we'll see if the results can be better on Tuesday against Atlanta. Yeah, we mentioned that uh, Mark Zuckerman, I believe, or it was either Mark or, or Jesse Docker, tweeted out that, you know, Davey said he expects Strauss to be ready for his next start. Obviously, that's a positive sign. Hopefully the bats can stay as hot as they've been for these last two games for the Nats. Juan Soto, Nelson Cruz, Josh Bell going back-to-back-to-back yesterday uh, for the Nationals. Do you think this is something that they can sustain with these hot bats? And they're going to need it coming up as they got two series going against the Philadelphia Phillies and the Atlanta Braves, two teams that are red hot right now. Yeah, the the Nationals are 19-2 and this year when they score five runs or more in a game. (laughs) So when the – I know, it's crazy. If you score five runs, you're probably going to win, I guess, in the Nationals' case. Uh, You know, this is a a team that I think coming into the year – we knew that the lineup was going to score some runs. I mean, there are some good names in here, like the three guys you mentioned from back-to-back-to-back. Kate Ruiz has been pretty impressive. Lane Thomas is on a tear right now at the top of the lineup. Cesar Hernandez, Michael Franco are guys who, you know, can at least provide some offense in moments here and there. Uh, you know, this this team will score some runs. Uh, it, whether or not the home runs are sustainable, I don't know. You know, that's something that we really haven't seen them do a ton of hitting for power this year. But uh, when they string hits together, they can score in bunches and, Certainly, if the Nationals are going to win some baseball games this week, it's probably going to be behind the strength of their bat. Yeah, one 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 guy who also will be integral in them winning some games this week is a young man who has just had a spectacular season and has really been kind of the silver lining uh, throughout this struggle so far for the Nats, obviously 23-38 and 38 to start the season. K-Bear Ruiz has, and tell me if I'm, if I'm jazzing it here, Matt, 
that's been playing at an all-star level so far uh, to start this season. What have you seen mechanically from him and, and, and specifically that right arm of his? He's got a cannon on him. Absolutely. I think that Ruiz should be in conversation uh, for one of those backup spots behind obvious starter Wilson Contreras for the NLR star team this year. You know, Ruiz, what's really impressed me the most has been his defense. You know, he leads the major leagues in uh, caught base dealers this year. He's also leads the majors. He's tied for the league, at least, league lead, at least, uh, in pickoffs this year. He's picked off two base runners, uh, which is a bit of a lost art in baseball these days. They're still, as of the other day, I believe it was Friday, there's still 15 teams in the major leagues that had not even picked up one player yeah, saw, uh, from a catcher that's, spot that's, that's, this year. I saw that stat. Yeah. So, you know, it's pretty incredible what, what Ruiz has been able to do. You know, the Nationals acquired him as a guy that kind of had a defensive profile first, and he's really been living up to all that. And then what he does on the offensive side, you know, that's been pretty impressive too. His, his overall numbers aren't spectacular, but we're talking about a catcher here. You know, offense maybe isn't the most important thing. Uh, he does lead all catchers in multi-hit games this year. So when the hits come, they come in bunches. And Matt, I mentioned a look ahead here to the national schedule. They got the Atlanta Braves coming into town for a three-game series starting Monday. And they take on the Phillies for five straight days. Compare kind of where the Nationals are at compared to those two teams who before this winning streak that both of them are on were kind of struggling you know, just as much as the Nats were. What's been the difference with, between those two teams uh, and their ability to turn things around. And do you think Washington could go on a type of run like that this season? Yeah, you know, both those teams came to the year with very high expectations. The Braves obviously being defending World Series champions and the Phillies just throwing a boatload of money at, at free agents this offseason, including Nick Castellanos and Kyle Schwarber. Uh, both teams kind of underperforming relative to what we were expecting. The Braves uh, having some injuries early on, really weren't seeing a whole lot of Cunha Jr. for a while there. Their pitching staff was regressing from the, the fantastic season that it had last year. And the Phillies, well, they were kind of all over the place, specifically on defense, uh, which is something we knew coming into the year that defense would be a problem. The bullpen is also is a significant issue. When they're going well, they're going to be swinging the bats, and that's exactly what they're doing right now. Kyle Schwarber doing it once again uh, on a tear. It's actually the one-year anniversary today uh, of him going on that home run tear for the Nationals last year when he hit 16 homers in 18 days. Uh, so this is uh, this is something we've seen from him. This is something that we know this Philadelphia offense can do. Uh, whether the Nationals can match that, you know, they would really kind of have to go above and beyond our expectations here. You know, pitch in ways that we haven't seen them pitch too consistently this year. Uh, but the bats, like we said, you know, they can play. And I, I think that either of those offenses, uh, you know, the Nationals can't keep up with them. It's a matter of just how good their pitching staff is on a given day. Nats, Brewers finishing up their series here in about half hour or so. Appreciate you joining me, Matt. Absolutely, Linnell. Anytime. That's Matt Weirich joining me on the BetQL guest hotline. Bet smarter, beat the books. Download the BetQL app today. That's going to do it for Liddell Willingham here on 106.7 The Fan. I want to thank all you guys for tapping in with me on the MGM National Harbor listening lines and on Twitter at N-E-L-L underscore B-T-P. I want to thank my guest, Darren Haynes from WUSA 9. My big bro, JR, the JR Sport Brief Show. Join me, Logan Paulson, giving me some time. And obviously, Matt Waverick joining us, getting us set for Nats and Brewers. That's going to do it for me, Linnell Willingham, signing off here on 106.7 The Fan. Nats on deck with Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler is next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.